Hello, I'm Damon. I'm Marcel, and Switzerland is banned mass. This is crazy. What's happening to people? Anyway, go ahead. And, and we are Black Nerd Radio. Uh, today today <sighs> is a uh, special episode. Ah! We're, we're, oh, happened? sorry. I didn't hurt myself. I just I saw something that made me scream. Elon Musk lost $27 billion last week. How? I don't know. That's why I was like, ah! How do you lose $27 billion and not kill yourself? How is that even possible? Well, you do that when you have like, you know, several hundred billion, then then Dude, you're then you're okay. That, I don't know if I can handle that. I, I honestly don't know if I can handle that. That's so much money to lose, man. So much money. Oh. It is. All right, before we get sorry, completely... sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. My fault. Before we completely derailed. <laughs> we're just doing uh we're just gonna talk about uh two things. Um WandaVision finale and uh coming to America that came out uh, uh fr- ah. this this Friday. Um ah. all right, I'll start with WandaVision. All right. Uh it didn't do anything I thought it was gonna do, <laughs> which no, it is didn't. which is par for the course for Marvel. Everyone, including us, will help pontificate on all these theories <laughs> and and then 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 get like you know four percent of it right, and <laughs> then it ends in a way yeah. you're not expecting. Yeah, because we forget that we're we're one mind, maybe two when we talk, but there's probably a hundred writers that are working on these scripts. So you're looking at viewpoints that we won't even think of yeah. that make that make this so that you can't figure out where they're going, you know. Yeah, a little tamer than I would have wanted, but pretty good for what we got, I guess. I still kind of have a a grind in my gear about them wasting kind of the first 3 episodes. With you know, oh, that could have yeah. it could have been two episodes or one episode actually, mm-hmm. with what you know, with what they had instead of stretching that out because we only had nine episodes to work with and three of them were legit recreations of old sitcoms. Yeah, we could have we could have done without three of those. Yeah, I didn't need that that setup. It could have been one episode of setup. Yeah, me, yeah, one hundred percent. Three, it just didn't. And, and then do the back and forth thing that it started doing. By see, episode some of, four, some of these idiots though have been watching WandaVision at like point two five speed. And one guy uh, did a YouTube video on number on episode one. I watched it was like ten minutes long, and the movie. He said the show was completely different when he watched it that slow. He said there were so many things that are in the background that you don't notice that make it worthwhile. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to watch something in 0.25 speed. I'm just yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not that dedicated. No, I'm to not anything. Uh, no, <laughs> this one dude watched, uh, he watched the matrix, the third one frame by frame and caught a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. No, I don't, to do that. I, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care enough to, to, to go through that. That's no. you know how time consuming that would be. Yeah, I can't imagine what would take 22 minutes to watch the first Wanda episode or 23 minutes. It's got to be an hour and a half, two hours, maybe maybe more. I don't know the math to it, but it seems like it'd be like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that for this. Oh, God, no. No, no. no, it'd make me angry, actually. 
Oh, it would. I can't. I, I, could, I couldn't do it. It would drive me insane. Oh, my God. It would drive me insane. Man. Well, um, for the most part, I liked it, but I was a little disappointed. I wanted something bigger. And I still am racking my brain to figure out who the big cameo that uh, Paul Bettany was talking about that he couldn't wait to work with. Was he talking about working along against himself because he was, you know, vision and white, <laughs> white vision? Was he being meta about it? Or, you know, because there was no... Oh, we know it, this ties into directly into uh, Doctor Strange two, mm-hmm. but that's still a solid year away, and it's a May t- or March twenty fifth of twenty twenty two, so uh, that story's kind of done, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I did like how they ended with the post credit scene with Wanda splitting herself and reading. Looks like she's trying to learn from the Book of the Damned, or book, yeah, Book of the Damned, I think, or Book of the Dead. Either way, it's that's not good. So, <laughs> right, it looks it looks like she probably will be the big bad. Uh, come Doctor uh, Strange, here too. it is. Paul Bettany may have tricked us all with his cameo, uh, WandaVision cameo tease. Paul Bettany claims WandaVision has a cameo, but no one has seen it. I think it was supposed to be uh, Doctor Strange, because that's what, I, what everyone thought, yeah. including me, and you know, but that didn't happen. But wouldn't that have made sense though? When he, just like an appearance at the very end, like he discovers this huge disturbance from something that's stronger than him, wouldn't you think yeah. he would at least want to know? It seemed like a logical leap to right. make. Yeah, uh, but you know, again, you know, Marvel's famous for you know delivering and playing a long game and not really giving you what you want you know not all the time oh very true i mean you think they're going left they're like they're like a good version of m night Shyamalan with their uh with their uh uh, misdirections Uh uh-huh because he hasn't been good since six cents and no, I take that back. Uh, I don't take that back. I didn't say anything. No, um, you didn't. I, <laughs> we're both a little tired, folks. Oh yeah. Um, um, I I disagree. I oh, mean, boy. you you said not that long ago that even though I seriously disagree with what you meant, your other statement that uh, the glass was a masterpiece. I don't even think that's. Oh yeah, love glass. God. Uh, it's not a masterpiece at all. But uh, I thought that uh, Untouchable was Unbreakable was good. I thought, oh yeah, a Split right. was good. So I thought um, the the visit was good. These were all after uh, Sixth Sense. The visit, that's the one with the redemption of the preacher, right? No, that's Signs. Uh, signs, right, 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 right. What was the visit? The visit was the grandparents uh, that right. That's right. That I never saw that one. The weren't right. it's good is that the weren't actually right. the grandparents. Got it, got it, got it, got it. That's the one where uh uh Leroy wrote uh I think it was that one where he wrote the ending twist on a piece of paper, put it in and put it in an envelope and gave it to these girls that were going to see that movie, and he said, Why don't you open this when the movie's over? <laughs> they opened it and he, he had called the movie like dead center what was gonna happen at the end, and he hadn't seen it. You know, he swore on on everything he had. He hadn't seen it, and it's like, yeah, this is what's gonna happen, and it mm-hmm. happened. I was like, that's how predictable it, 
he was. But you're right. Unbreakable was great. Split was great. Glass was great. Signs was great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's done some shit. Yeah. That is that's without question. Yeah, he's done some shit. But I don't think his last good movie was literally 20, 22 years ago. It's because uh, because right. um, um, Sixth Sense was uh, ninety eight. God, twenty three years ago. Oh, 23 years ago. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so hard to wrap my head around that. Oh, yeah. anyway. Um, <laughs> so no, I get what you're saying. Um, but the cameo thing, I just think he, uh, Bettany was just fucking with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think he was being meta because he direct the person he mostly worked against was you know in that last episode was you know that he hadn't worked with. Was doing, you know, playing dual roles. Yeah, wouldn't that be something if that's what he meant? Acting with himself. <laughs> yeah, it just seems seems very meta. So, I, and they do that; they'll throw a lot of misdirection in there just to, you know, just to keep people guessing. But you know, it's Marvel, yeah. so it's it, I forgive it. <laughs> you know, they don't; they generally don't drop the ball. So I know there's a long game coming and. Just gonna be prepared for what it is. Yeah, and I was telling Stephanie as she watched the last bit that I, I really think that somehow, some way, she she alerted Kang the Conqueror uh, and his attentions on Earth. Now, um, I think somehow this whole witch thing and as powerful as thing she did, and I think uh, both of them kind of hit the multiverse, and I think somehow he got he got they, they caught his attention and. He's gonna be either the either the last bad guy of this phase, the next phase, or the first bad guy. And what I mean is, either he's gonna be like Ultron, or he's gonna be like Thanos. I don't know mm-hmm. which yet, because Wanda is gonna be one or the other too. She's she's about to go off the deep end. Yeah, she kind of has to. She's too powerful now, and they gotta you, bring that down. How do you kill her though? How do you stop her? How? I have. Yeah, I don't know. She's sure more that... powerful than Strange, man. How do you stop her? She, yeah, she's the most powerful Marvel character right now in the S in the MCU. Yeah. So, uh, so there's no need for an Avengers. So, which means she can't live, or she can't stay as powerful as she is. So right. they're gonna have to do something like get rid of her or kill her. Yeah, or severely depower her because. She's she. I just can't believe that quote, man. She's I've said it a thousand times, but she's stronger than strange. He's the sorcerer supreme, he's supposed to be it, and yet yeah. the way they described her, it's like he's just he's like a child to her, you know. And like you said, how do you how do you beat her? I mean, Marvel gave us a hint at how powerful she was going to be in that fight, uh, in Endgame with Thanos. She didn't even break a sweat as she was about to tear him limb from limb. Wasn't even mm-hmm. sweating. She just picked him up. Oh, okay. Well, here, let me get your armor off first. Then I'm gonna strip you naked and pull your dick and your balls off, and then I'm gonna kill you. How'd that sound? Uh, I, don't, I don't think it I don't think that happened in a movie, Marcel. No, it didn't, <laughs> but I'm but I'm pretty sure that's where she was going. Because remember, she he took everything from her. So, yeah. And also, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't catch that line until I saw because I never movies sometimes I don't pay attention to little things. Like mm-hmm. I never paid, I didn't pay attention to all the times I've seen Endgame to that line. I don't even know who you are. 
and it dawned on me a couple days ago. Wait a minute, this Thanos really doesn't know who she is. No, does he? no, he had never he had never met her yet. Yeah, this he is a different yet. Thanos. It's like, oh shit! It never that line never dawned on me because I didn't pay any attention. I was like, yeah, whatever. Let's get some more fighting. I'm not gonna be listening. I'm gonna see fighting. And then I listened to it. I was like, wait a minute, that's the younger. Th- oh my god, that's just that. God damn it! All these years, <laughs> I didn't. Man, I didn't even pick that up. All these you're years. a little late to the party, man. A little late. It's like <laughs> Bruce Willis. We, 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 Welcome we, to the party, pal. Yeah, we packed up and left. And you're like, all right, I'm ready. Like, man, we're done. <laughs> we 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 we've been done. We've been done. <laughs> we've been. But done. but I'm curious to see where that goes. But I don't have a ton to say about it because we kind of touched on it every week. Or every you know every couple of weeks, yeah. But, so let's let's focus on uh, the the big one here because I have a ton of notes for it, and uh, I have a feeling we have we have totally different opinions on this movie. And I am talking about coming to America, coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. Wait, <laughs> this is the movie version of Rocky Four or Five with Dolph This Lundgren? is Wait, no, yeah. this is actually in my opinion. Uh, this is actually a parody of the original Coming to America. This is the exact same movie in reverse. It is all this is. And it plays heavy on nostalgia. That does. I, it does. I, uh, I, I watched it. I, I watched it the second time this morning, earlier this morning, mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure I had all my ducks in a row. And I'm pretty sure I do. All right. Uh, there is not one. Well, I take that back. There's three scenes in the entire movie. So just all but three scenes. And I'm not talking cuts. I'm talking full scenes. Mm-hmm. That all but three have a callback to the first movie. It is nothing but callback. It's like the move. this movie is a celebration of a better movie. And uh, I just... I I enjoyed seeing some of these characters again. Mm-hmm. No matter how nonsensical it is, like the the barbershop guys, they all should be dead. They were in their eighties. They were in their eighties, <laughs> seven late seventies and eighties, thirty years ago. That's what so I was like. They're, wait, they're, they're all, they're all in their hundreds now. Yeah, they're, they're all in hundreds dead. now. Still cutting hair. And- Talking about people, I was like, no, they're dead. I don't care what you say. They're all dead. All of them. Yeah, it's 33 33 years removed from the first movie, and they're all still alive. Okay. Yeah, no thanks. The youngest one would be 100 at least. Yeah, minimum. (laughs) Minimum. And even if they were all in their 50s and 60s, they're in their late 80s and 90s now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, they're all dead. That's the thing. They're all dead. So Now, um, before I tear this movie apart, I, I'm gonna talk about what I did like. Okay, what did um, you like? Uh, there were some funny, there were some legit funny scenes. Like, um, I really liked um, the Colin Jost interview when you first meet. Oh, well, I'll give a quick, uh, well, a quick uh, synopsis, real quick. The African monarch Akeem learns his long lost son from the United States and must. Uh, has a long lost son from the United States and must return to America to meet his unexpected heir and build a relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. So basically he has, you know, his dad's going to die. 
uh, Akeem is going to become uh, the king. He needs to assign, since they don't allow women to hold the title, uh, run the country, uh, um, he has to find this illegitimate son he didn't know he had. Uh, basically, his best friend uh-huh. and manservant got uh, hooked up. Leslie Jones plays uh, his mom, uh, plays his uh, son's mom. So Eddie Murphy and Leslie Jones. Th- th- I'll give the movie that the for the city for the shitty CGI we did see. Yeah, it was bad. The, it was bad. The, the, the all the animal CGI was awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked terrible, especially the elephant. It couldn't look more like you know. 90, 1998 Jurassic Park two graphics, uh-huh. but um, the uh, the inner splicing uh, new footage of the club scene because they're talking they're going back with with the current actors that seems seamless. Yeah, it did that looked really good. Yeah. I look, I watched it a second time, and I was like, wow, that that is that CGI is really good. It looks like it looks. It, it matched their new footage and their old footage matched mm-hmm. perfectly. Yeah. But, um, it, you know, and it had some fun moments like the, the, the interview between his son and Colin Jost. And, and I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I thought Wesley Snipes was awesome. Every time he was on the screen, he stole the scenes. Yeah, he did. At least for me. Oh. At least for me, he did. Yeah, he did because this was his, this was his dream job to work with Eddie Murphy. He said that um, he was the one person he's always, always, always wanted to work with. And I think he took that opportunity and he was a little over the top, but damn, he was funny. He was, yeah. he was so funny that I, I didn't know he could be that much of a comedian. I've never, I can't remember a movie where he's been uh, uh, in a com. I don't remember a comedy he's done. I can't, really think of one i mean you want to oh. say um demolition man kind of sorta but yeah yeah it was kind of comedic role kinda, he was, a white yeah. yeah white man can't jump that's a comedy I, uh, it's a comedy what are you talking uh, about see comedies co- I, I don't know it seems more like a like no, a comedies comedies hold on comedies oh, are oh, not calm down. One, you don't have to yell I know how, I know I'm, how I'm, passionate you get about this stuff, but I'm just saying I don't, and I'll tell you why because it's kind of like me with horror movies. Like there are some movies that you say are horror that I see as like drama that aren't horror. It's like it's a weird, it's a weird level that I have for for comedy. Like I think of like Ace Ventura or something along those lines one, for comedy. You're, it, it, that you're putting like there's all these there's categories right I know that and then there's subcategories uh, and this is okay I got you well that's what it it's not no 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 no, no. I, didn't, I didn't mean it that way <laughs> so relax I just meant that you know okay so that's the road you're going to take with how this is okay fair enough well it's not a monolith it's not a monolith there's there's comedic there's there's just your slapstick comedies mm-hmm. there's dramedies mm-hmm. there's uh, there's just regular stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. There's dark comedies. Mm-hmm. There's horror comedies. Uh-huh. The, 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 these are these all fit under the comedy umbrella, and every genre has mm-hmm. these subgenres. Very true, but I think for me, I would rather it be labeled under the subgenre uh, as underneath comedy. Like, what exactly am I looking at? Am I looking at a comedy? Comedy? No. Am I looking at a dramedy? 
more than likely. Am I looking at an action comedy? Okay, fine. It's it's just the it's the specificity. I think is how you say it that I need to hear with certain types of movies so that I can properly label it in my head. Otherwise, I'm like, that's not what I see. So fuck you. That's that that's a Marcel. It is, I didn't that's say a, it wasn't. I'm just saying that when crazy. I that when you say comedy, I'm like. No, it's not. Now, if you would have said it was a he's been in action comedies, oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, I got you. But to just say right. that, ah, I can't, I can't roll with that. I gotta be, I got more. Wesley Snipes has been in. I don't know the number, but I'm gonna go down movies that are comedies that he was in and that he was funny in. Wildcats. That was actually, um, I think, a no, it was a dramedy too because it got pretty serious at the end. It was more comedy than dramedy. Oh no, but I just said that. But it's it's a combination of the two. There was no real. It wasn't funny, funny, ha ha, all the way through. It was. It had some real poignant moments. I can't believe I remember that movie, man. What was that? Nineteen eighty two, eighty three, no, eighty six. Okay, eighty six as opposed to eighty three. Uh, <laughs> well, it, they're two totally different. It's numbers. still a hundred years ago. Not. Damn it. <laughs> Believe it or not, they're totally different yeah, but numbers. they're both still a hundred years ago. So what do I care for? <laughs> um, he was in Major League, straight comedy. Oh, and that's he, right. Uh, Omar Epps took his uh, took his spot in the second one, right? And third one, right? Oh, got it. Yeah, Le- um, Leroy Bays Hayes, I think it was. Was it character? Something like yeah. that. He was in Critical Condition, the Richard Pryor movie. I don't, uh, I don't remember that movie. He's an ambulance driver. Yeah. Uh, he was. Uh, he was in. Uh, uh, I forgot he was in King of New York. That's not a comedy. No, that's not at all. Good, that's just a good. That's just a yeah. good cop drama. Um, he was in White Man Can't Jump. And it's a comedy. Um, it's in the comedy category. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, he was in Demolition Man, which was kind of an action comedy. I mean, you even have. It was definitely of the time because you even have Dennis Leary doing his Dennis Leary shtick in it. It was an action comedy. What movie are you talking about? Demolition Got Man. It. Then uh, another comedy he was in. Oh, I forgot about this movie. Um, I may not have seen oh. uh, Critical Condition. I don't remember any of these still photos. Oh, that was a Richard Pryor yeah. movie. It wasn't his best. Oh, movie, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at all. It. Look at that. I see Richard Pryor. I see uh, that dude who fought Larry Holmes. Can never remember his name. I'm looking at all the actors. Oh, uh, uh, Mooney, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about that big white dude. Uh, yeah, Mooney. Was it Mooney? I don't think that's his name, but I can check real quick. He was also in uh, Racing Arizona. He was the uh, the bounty hunter. Was he? Okay. Uh, let me see. I, I'm. I'm uh, I, well, I gotta find the movie now. God damn it! <laughs> um, God damn, what was that movie you were talking about just now? We were talking about Critical Condition, right? Critical Condition, yeah. Oh, god damn it! Now I can't find it. This is riveting radio. Oh, Two Fong Fu, dramedy. I forgot about that. That's the one I was trying to remember. Two Wong Fu. Oh yeah, that's uh, a straight comedy. It was. Yeah, it was. Well, it, it, it I remember some... when it came out that no dude would go it. No straight guy would go watch that movie. I remember that I, specifically. Yeah. It was so weird. I just, it just didn't interest me. I don't. I'm not a homophobe or anything. I just, 
and don't have any interest in it. No, you're right. I wasn't like, you know, oh my god, there are gay people in this. I was more like, why am I watching this again? It just doesn't appeal to me. Any nothing, nothing in here. You nothing in there really. You know, made me go. So yeah, Wesley Snipes has been in quite. He, he has com- he has comedic timing. I didn't say he didn't. I, just, I was just surprised he could be that funny. I mean, he was really you know, hilarious. He's a good <laughs> actor, man. I, I've always, I've always, I've, I've always liked him. I thought he could always pull off just about anything. If he didn't get in his own way, he would be a bigger star now. Oh, Dolomite is my name. That's a drama, but that was funny. He was funny in it. He was that fucking asshole actor that. Wanted to direct, so they let. Oh, him that's right. Right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so yeah, I disagree strongly. Yeah, he can do it. I know he. I, I felt, you know. Oh, so let me go. Randall back Cobb, to... that's the guy. Yeah, Cobb, yeah, that's hey. the one. I was thinking. Um, I work with a guy, Chris. Chris Michaels. Uh, he's a cousin. He's like a third cousin or second cousin of Cobb. Yeah, that's the guy, and who Holmes just. Beat to death! Oh, it was such a, be, such a he, terrible fight, man. I, it was. Well, it was a, he was a great white. Yeah. And Holmes was like, "No, he's no. not." <laughs> Even Cobb said, watch "Man, this. I watched that fight. I took a beating." <laughs> oh, he oh, did. It was terrible. I watched that fight. It was on regular. It was on ABC yep. Sports. That's back when. That's back watch when it. boxing was on live regular TV, and you could watch title yeah, fights. Yeah, watch it for yeah. free. Yeah, for, for free. free. He beat the living hell out. He of He sure guy. did. I mean, it was. It was awful, but yeah, then he became an actor after that, and he's funny, dude. You know, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. He was in, uh, yeah, he was in the Golden Child. He was he was in a lot of movies in the eighties as like the big, the big bad guy or, or a henchman. He was a really good henchman in a lot of yeah, stuff. Police Academy, The Golden Child. God damn, he's like Batista. <laughs> Digstown, Naked Gun. Oh, Digstown. Yeah, Big Stone. I need to watch that again and the see if it holds up. Yeah, I, I bought it on DVD. I saw it and bought it. I haven't watched it again, but I, I love that. I, 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 I did, too. I don't know yeah. what it's... I haven't seen it in about 30 yeah, years. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little afraid <laughs> because I really thought that twist at the end and the way they manipulated everybody was just pure genius. It was it was very... It was very the sting, yeah. you know? But uh, it was just just with boxing. But I, I and plus James it. Woods is such an asshole. I it's gonna be hard for me to put that to compartmentalize that because he's yeah. a really shitty human being. Well, I'll get I'll get to shitty human beings in movies I just watched. After oh, good. This. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, the Colin, like I said, the Colin Jones interview was funny. Uh, the all the barbershop banner was funny. Um, I thought the post-credit bloopers were funny, and I thought uh, I liked how all the people from Queens or from America were just starstruck by sexual chocolate. He came yeah. back. I mean, it was just every this movie was just fan service, and it was just a celebration of how good the original Coming to America was. This movie is the exact same movie mm-hmm. in reverse. It, it, it was it's disappointing. Because it's not a good movie. It's a very corny movie. Uh, but the the one thing I will give it is that it did have some legit funny yes, parts. And everyone was good in it. I enjoyed seeing them. But I didn't enjoy them enough to call it a good movie. Because it's just not. Hmm. I, I, I watched it the first time. I challenge you to watch it a second time. Just watch it again. 
and then tell me, tell me you're going to revisit Coming to America 2 in 10 years. You won't. I, I, you won't. I, I'll watch it again. I, I'm not going to agree yet I'll, or, or, or at the moment. I'm going to watch it again. But I think as far as it being a celebration of the first one, I think it's in a lot of ways you're right because it was they they concentrated fully on callbacks. Oh, 100%. I mean it, everything, every scene, every, every all but three yeah, were callbacks. Had yeah, a have callback. a callback to the original uh, movie, which I'm kind of glad they did it in a lot of ways that way to remind. I think they wanted to remind people that Wakanda came second. You know, Zamunda was first. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember that. And I think that was part of the reason why they did that to remind people that as much as Black Panther, much great as Black Panther was, you got to remember we did it first. And we only had one white dude in it because the studio made us put a white dude in it, Louis Anderson. At least that's what Eddie Murphy said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our Yeah. So I've, if they both say it, I'll just roll with it and say it's true because it was 1987, for God's sake. Um, yeah. But I think that's why they did it that way. It's like, look, man we've done the great African movie where it's not like, you know, you know, spear chucking and bones in the noses and all that, like Hollywood loves to do us. Um, Mm -hmm. This was just normal people, guys trying to find his way in the world, trying to find his woman. And then the second one was the same guy still trying to find his way in the world. Who's now King trying to find a son uh, to run his country. Meanwhile, he's trying to change everything because I think deep down he always knew his daughter should be his successor, that oldest girl. I think he I mean, always knew. That. I mean, who didn't see that coming in the first? Oh, we all minutes? did. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, and that's the problem yeah. I have with it. This movie, they had thirty years, and now Eddie Murphy has he he, he wrote he co-wrote this movie. There's fucking six writers on this movie, which that's is insane because all they had to do was Xerox what they yeah. fucking did 31, 30, 33 yeah. years ago. And it has put all the other stuff on the sun and changed the location from, uh, from um, where are they? I almost said Zamunda, Zaire. Z- that's Zamunda. an actual country. That's yeah. Zamunda. Yeah, that's Zaire's an actual country. But um, uh, and then they, you know, just switched it to Queens. You know, instead of you know, it's just it really, I just it, it was super fucking corny. It just was okay. He has. He's part of the. Um, he he's the king of this mm-hmm. nation. He has his own mm-hmm. army, but they fear. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand that, that. I didn't understand that, that part. Yeah, it made yeah, zero sense. That. They fear that they're gonna that they're gonna go up against uh, this uh, uh, Wesley Snipes uh, general Easy, and uh, he his whole thing is that he wants to expand his, his territory. So in order to do that, he has to have his son marry one of Akeem's Eddie Murphy, you know, slash Eddie Murphy's mm-hmm. daughter. And she's not going for it. That's why he goes on this quest and, you know, find his son. And they, they I don't, you know, you, you watch vice, right? You know who general butt naked is, right? General butt naked. Uh, oh, yeah. He was an African general uh, who he was a horrible person. He's still alive, actually. And now he's a born again Christian and all is forgiven. But he he was one of the most brutal generals in uh, in um, in the Congo. He he his his he was a warlord. and He killed people. 
babies, eight babies. He thought it would make him powerful. And they called him General Butt Naked because he would go into battle with just shoes on and uh, and a couple of machetes. And he was never killed. So he thought he was preordained to rule and uh, by God and be unkillable as long as he did these ritualistic things. Look him up, dude. It's horrific. I'm what looking he at did. him right now. The guy is a piece of shit. Wow. Anyway, it's they did like a comedic version of Idi Amin and General Butt Naked. That's who Wesley Snipes' character was. I, was it, he supposed to be that guy? Idi Amin and those guys put together. I guess that's the impression. I, I didn't know what he was supposed to be. I mean, he didn't seem like that bad of a guy, but yet Eddie Murphy was terrified of him. Oh, this know? is a comedy. This is a comedy. So hey, weird. they're not gonna. They're no, not no, gonna, no. But they're not gonna. They're not gonna go into the gruesome details. But that's the kind. The kind of guy he was supposed. to I be I wish they would have set it up I mean, a little better, though. With, with him. Well, not everybody. You, yeah, you know, not everybody knows what what who who General Butt Naked is. But I just do because it was a fucking crazy story. I read it, saw it on Vice like a like two three years ago, and um and it was just nuts. And I was like, is that real? And I looked it up, and sure as shit, yeah, it's he's real. running around right now with a. Machetes and sneakers and a towel over his head. But he was, he was, you know, he was a general, and they called him General Butt Naked. But when they said General Easy, and the way he is acting, the way the guy comes and makes all these weird claims that he's the this and the that, that's what General Butt the most endowed man in the world. <laughs> yeah, he 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 would do that. He would say shit, wild shit like that. Wow. Um, oh, actually, there's a podcast. Uh, it's a comedian that does a podcast called Time Suck. Uh, uh, my, uh, uh, and he has a he talks about um, different people in history and just breaks it down as you know like a two hour episode on each you know event in history or person or conspiracy theory he'll just break it down and he talks about General Butt Naked and every you know he has a, he lists all his sources and some of his sources were stuff I read so I don't and I've listened to his podcast so he doesn't really he he's very thorough when it comes to um, his back, his uh, his research. So yeah, look it up, and it, it's he's pretty been interesting. With Twenty thousand war crimes. Yeah, God. yeah. Damn. He would he would do he would he would do tactics that were uh, um. They said he would do tactics that were like in in line with like Genghis Khan. Mm. He just go to villages, kill everybody, keep the boys, and raise them himself as child soldiers. And like when he's sitting around, when 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 uh, when um, what's the snipe's character was sitting around teaching the kids, and he's reading, and one of the kids' name was C four. That was funny. That that's that's totally that's totally general butt naked huh. shit. Anyway, um, God, two hundred fifty thousand um, people dead. A million? Wow! Yeah. All right. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to go down this dark road. But that's no. I never. I, I, I never heard of an observ. Just so an observation. Was, I've never heard just of this. An dude, observation ever. I've never heard him mentioned. Oh, well. that's a pretty interesting read I, when you read it. Yeah. Read it after the show. But uh, um, so yeah. That, um, another thing I didn't like is was a complete retread. It's just that, you know, like I said before, it's everything backwards. And switched around. Um, even like all the, like, I knew before fucking first credit rolled, opening credits rolled, I knew we were going to get a bathing joke. Of course. A bathers joke. Of course. 
I thought, and it sucked that Akeem was a wimp again. You know, he like found his own way, and this it was just a it was it's just kind of you have thirty years, and then you probably spend. I mean, and you look at the movie, and it looks like it kind of reminded me of um, when you watch like Ocean's mm-hmm. Eight, and you like or Ocean's Eleven. I mean, I'm sorry, Ocean's Eleven. You see, like all the characters, it's a big ensemble cast, and um, you can't help but like feel like, man, it looked like those guys had fun. It was like they just got a movie studio to pay for their vacation, and they made a movie in the middle of their vacation. And that's kind of the vibe you got with this movie, especially with the end credits and stuff. That they did look like this, they had more fun. It was like, hey, let's make this movie that's going to play on the nostalgia. We'll make some money. And then, uh, you know, and it'll, you know, keep me kind of in the, in the, in the zeitgeist because he said when uh, quarantine rolls, calms down, Eddie Murphy said when quarantine lightens up and things start opening up again, he's going to start practicing in clubs for his stand up act. He's going to start piecing together his uh, stand up act for 2023. Wow, he'll be almost 60 years old. He will be 60. Yeah, he will be 60. Yeah. That means he had he's only but see people don't understand he's the godfather of generate of a, like generations of comedians and he only did two stand-ups. Two. Two stand-up specials. That's it. Wow. He is a comedic actor more than he is a com- a stand-up comedian. You know, I mean that's just the reality of it. He's an actor who's funny now. I don't know yeah, and he and he has and he can write right. funny movies. I mean, he wrote he wrote Harlem Nights. He wrote uh, he wrote yeah. Coming to America. He wrote um, oh, what was that other one? He wrote oh oh Boomerang. So he and he wrote and he wrote some lesser ones that were that were popular. Pluto Nash not with me. Uh, <laughs> no, he wrote Norbit. Norbit was kind of funny, uh, man. I'm that, sorry, I, I, I kind of like Norbit. Uh, I I had some guys some belly laughs at Norbit. Charlie Murphy said it wasn't our it wasn't our strongest, but it made it made that movie made me rich. He said because it, it yeah, did yeah. incredibly. It really well. did. It did better than it should have. I think it's because it had like four or five just bent over belly laughing scenes. A whole the movie as a whole, if you ask me, was terrible. But some of those scenes, man, you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I forgive this shit. I laughed my ass off at this one, this scene, this scene, this scene. Yeah, you know, he also did he write the clumps too. Um, I don't know. Let me look. To me, that's that's where uh, he should have got his I know, Oscar. Was in the clubs. I know he wrote a lot of the banter between the multiple characters. That was all him. I don't know if he wrote the movie. I gotta. I gotta he should have got an Oscar for that. that. He really should have because he played six different people brilliantly, and that was when comedies didn't. They still don't really get get any uh, support or recognition. You know, comedy's comedy's hard. What's that old saying? Dying's easy. Comedy's hard. You know, it's like I mean, yeah. think about it, man. You stand in front of two hundred people. You try to make each and every one of them laugh. You know how hard that is. You know, I'd rather yeah. try to play in the NBA now than try to be one of those stand-up comedians like that. I mean, it might take you 15, 20 years before you even before you get even anywhere in stand-up. Hell, you might not ever make it. You know, it's. it's it's a very unforgiving, yeah. thick-skinned industry, you know. No, he did not. But remember his show. He did write the um, 
Um, remember his show, um, The PJs? That was actually an animated show. Oh, it was uh, stop motion. He wrote a lot of those episodes. Yeah, and then uh, what's his name took over as the voice. Um, the guy whose uh, father was in the TV version of Mission Impossible. I can't remember. I can never remember that kid's in that, that guy's name. Oh, it was the you, you watch Seinfeld, right? He was the lawyer yeah. in the last in some of the later episodes of Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like the Johnny Cochran. Exactly. He, he he voiced uh, that same character Eddie did um, in the last like season or so. Eddie, I guess, had better things to do than to continue to voice over the character. And I can't, I can't remember the dude's name. Phil something, I think it is. Yeah, it's Phil something. But whatever, it is what it is. Well, I'll be damned. But um, so I just didn't think it was great. Um, I, I enjoyed seeing everybody, but the movie's just not good. It's just. And I was like, okay, like what I was going to say earlier, there's, he's like, he has his own army. He's, oh, he's a, you know, he's a king of a country, but yet he's going to have his kids and uh, Arsenio Hall, a semi, fight those warlords when they come in. There's not guards all over the place and his palace. It just, that was just silly. It made the movie feel small and cheap. I just wonder if he, I wonder if he felt like it, did, it didn't matter. I wonder if that's what he thought that these scenes, this explanation, doesn't matter to the to the plot of the movie. You know, the movie's about the the, the king and the son and off and kind of the daughter, and that's it. When you do that, when you're when you do it in a movie, if you don't, it doesn't have they don't have to have a whole scene about guards being there. Just if there was just guards there and they they took action like guards are supposed to do, especially royal guards. You would think you you're not gonna you know, I didn't notice it until I noticed the the right. absence of them. That's when I was like, why are these kids fighting grown men? And it and and it, you know, it's just it was just corny and silly. I just did not like it. I did not like that part at all. It just totally takes me out. It's not like they have to show uh their uh, scene that that makes you know these are the guards and they're gonna be protecting. But the the lack of that made it seem smaller and cheap. I mean, and, and this movie did, you know, it, it wasn't uh, wasn't super expensive. No, and it shouldn't be. But it was. Uh, they made it for sixty million, and they sold it to Amazon for one hundred and twenty five. So they're good. All their investors were paid. They made a small profit, and uh, it's now net, it's now Amazon's right. you know, problem to. You know, gross three hundred million in yeah, order to make yeah, their money a, back. Oh, well, if it, it's going to be on Amazon forever, so I'm sure eventually they'll get their money. Oh back. yeah, I mean, we, yeah. It's just going to be part of their massive catalog because they're trying to stay right. relevant in this. Oh, dude, war. the war is getting so. bigger and bigger each day, man. I mean, I'm looking at Paramount Plus. Apparently, they sucked up a uh, CBS Online, which I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah, they sucked it up. Well, Paramount, Paramount. Paramount owns CBS, and it's just really, it honestly, it's just a okay. rebranding. Okay, that makes sense. And they, because because CBS All Access, who gives a fuck? But Paramount Plus sounds like, oh, I'm, this is it's more, and they they did they added uh, a Paramount the Paramount catalog on top of the CBS mm. catalog, and you know hopefully that'll generate some business. That's their hope. You know they expanded the catalog by adding all the Paramount movies that they're allowing on there. But um, I, I I don't know I I I try to look at the 
Paramount Plus app. I downloaded it to kind of see, navigate it. And it doesn't really give you a list of the movies until you pay. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm not doing that. Just show me what I can't have to see if I want to get it. But they're not doing you that. Sh- so I'm you should have access to it. Didn't I give you CBS uh, online? Uh, no, we talked about it. But Stephanie you, should have sent you, that to you. I thought you I never... saw her send it to you, and then you said thank you. I'll have to. I'll have to. Because yeah, I, I think she did. If I acknowledged, if I acknowledge, I can't remember acknowledging it. But if I did, I didn't remember. Yeah, I, I think remember, she did. Because so. I couldn't. I'll take a look. Is it? Is it like? A, is it like an HBO Max thing? If you have all access, yeah. you automatically have. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's like okay. you said, it's a rebranding, so it's all the same shit. Uh, which I didn't. Okay. I was just looking the other day, and I was like, "Why is Picard on Paramount?" I mean, I know Paramount is Star Trek, but it's CBS. And then I realized that oh, they're sucking it up, kind of like how uh, was it HBO yeah. Max sucked up uh, uh, the DC the DC app, you know? Completely yeah, yeah, and a few other apps. But the DC one you know what's funny? One. I oh, was really? talking about TV like this back in two thousand ten. Uh, when somebody was complaining about the Comcast bill, I can't remember where I was at, and I said, you know, one of these days we're going to be able to pay for channels. You know that per channel, you know that, right? Guy was like, oh, we're never going to do that. Be so much money. And I don't think so. And it could also be easier on the customer because how many cable channels do you have that you never watch? And he's like, oh, I got, I got yeah. hundreds of them I never watch. Exactly. Now imagine if you could pay five bucks for nbc and get everything nbc has but that's what you have because you watch nbc all the time and then you espn and then whatever else you know tbs or whatever else it is you know how much how much easier that would be on you to just have that on your tv or on your computer you know, that would be kind of cool and somebody else chimed in who worked for Comcast. no it'll be like 80 bucks a pop it'll never work and i'm like you're just saying that because yeah, you're comcast yeah, and you crap. realize that that would probably put you out of business yeah, right. Oh, Comcast is they, all they these need... people. They're all dead unless they figure out. Comcast is trying to go into, into phones now. Uh, they're in this uh, home security and a few other things. They're trying to keep relevant, but dude, it's the internet and then apps is where this country is going. Internet yeah. and apps. That's just that's just the way it's going to be, you know. And plus, Comcast is expensive for no reason. For no reason, it's expensive. I don't understand why I have three hundred dollars for all the channels they they offer. I don't understand why it's so much. It doesn't make a lick of sense to yeah. me. You know, when I can get a couple thousand movies and shows on Hulu for ten bucks a month, eleven bucks a month. How, how is that any different than what you're doing? It just doesn't make right. any sense. But they're 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 dying, and what else is dying is a satellite TV, Dish Direct, and Dish. They're all dying. Gonna, one day we're going to be like, yeah, I remember when you used to have cable to get TV. Cable? What is cable, Grandpa? Well, <laughs> it's like, cable is blah, blah, blah. Sit around the campfire. I'll tell Grandpa's going to tell you about a phone that would ring and you didn't know who it was until you answered it. And he's going to tell you about going out to get movies. <gasps> no, Grandpa, you had to leave the house? <laughs> Sit down, boys. The story's coming. <laughs> I just, yeah, this comedian brought that. He's like, he's like, he said, "Do you remember when the phone ring and you had no idea who it was until you picked it up? That you would literally strain, yeah. a, pull a hammy 
trying to get to that phone because you had no answering machine, you had no caller ID, you had no idea who that was. You know, I remember sitting there, 14 years old, girls are just starting to call the house, and you're kind of like sitting by the phone. All right, she gonna call, she gonna call, she's gonna call, she's gonna call. The phone rings, hello? Yeah, hello? Oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, How I miss you those doing? days. And you try to get privacy with your parents, like pull the cord, close it into the bathroom or, or downstairs or something so they don't hear your conversation. Oh, those were the days, Jack. <laughs> before I forget, this movie, before I close on this movie, it is loaded with cameos. There's so many people. They even have the rapping twins. Yeah, they did. That's another they? thing. Yeah, the weirdly, the weirdly, the weirdly placed singing uh, numbers in the movie. I mean, and it's like, we're going to cram in salt and pepper. Okay, we're going to cram in glass night. Okay, we're going to cram in uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, 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 hey, let's put Rick Ross over here. Oh, uh, put John Legend singing the sing singing the song from the first mm-hmm. movie at the end. It was just, it was so much, and it was, and it felt like okay. Look at look at this, all these people that we got. You know, look at all these cool names and all. Oh, there's a ton of comedians in there, stand up comedians. Trevor Noah, Michael Blackson. Trevor Noah like had a, you know, it's about Africa, and he's the most famous African right now. And I, I feel like. I feel like they had to throw him in there. And plus, I bet he, I bet he was, I bet he jumped on it to be in this movie. And he's like, "Oh my well, god, I'll sure. be in it, I'll be in it." Well, I, 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 you know, again, I like seeing all these people. I like seeing all these black people in one under one roof. But I just wish it was in a yeah. better movie, or at least a better scripted movie. I mean, you had they, they have so much at their disposal. It just, what did I tell you when I when we heard this was coming out? You were like, yes. And I was like, I don't know. Mm. And this is exactly what this I was what you're talking afraid of? about. This was what I was afraid of. I wanted to like it. I wanted to like it for being a good movie, not because I miss seeing these people on uh, on the screen, but it, it's just not good. It's just not a Oh, good and a movie. quick sidebar real fast, uh, just so the audience knows. I'm going to start using that term. Uh, it'll make it easier on everybody. Did you know that Viggo Mortensen was offered the role as Wolverine. And no, that makes, I did not doesn't know that, that make a whole lot of sense? When you look at him and you go, yeah, I see it. Yeah. I see it. He would have been... Su- I mean, now, Hugh no, Jackman is no slouch, but some, Viggo Morrison has, like, I don't know, it's some <laughs> other thing that he would have made. It would have, it would have made Wolverine, like, no, he would have. I I agree because <laughs> when you look at the Morton, like everybody says how nice Hugh Jackman is, and sometimes you look at his eyes, even as Wolverine, kind of like that's a nice guy right there. I bet he. Yeah, and even if he does mean stuff, yeah. it's like ah, oh, he'll pull it. But out. you look, he'll pull around. Yeah, but you look at v- Vito's eyes, and you're like, oh. Well, if you have any doubt, watch watch that scene in Eastern Promises when he fucking kills those Russian dudes, and all he has is his fist because he's butt naked. In a bathhouse, and he's still fucking, still a scary Russian dude, and he really sells Russian. If I didn't know he wasn't Russian, I would have guessed he was Russian. He's just, you know, he's just that good. Yeah, he said that uh, he walked in with Brian Singer, with his son, and his son told him how wrong the character was, and Brian Singer didn't take that too well, and trying to like, you know, explain to him why they're doing these changes and. His son said, look, if you don't change this stuff, I don't know if my dad's going to do this or not. And 
he didn't make the changes, and that was the end of that. I think he was talking about, you know, the the, the chops, the muscles. I don't – that's something I can think of that they really changed in Wolverine other than his height. You know, because Wolverine is not six foot three right. or two or one or whatever. You know, he's five foot four. But I'm wondering what changed because yeah. he didn't seem that much different other than that from the comics, except there wasn't as much blood and he never went into a berserker rage. Other than that, I don't know what the changes were. He went in a slight, he, you gave you, he gave you a taste of that in X2 when he, when, when, when um what's his name uh, soldier yeah, storm, storm the school. school and it's just it's just him and he kills all those dudes yeah. in the in the kitchen it was a, that was right. a little bit of it cuz he was like out of his head when he started yeah. stabbing dudes cuz remember he buried his claws in that dude that in the was refrigerator cool. and uh yeah I was like oh that's a little bit of the berserker cuz he was he wasn't even like you know someone had yeah, to like yeah I guess he it. was about to turn I mean I've I've seen uh animated when he turns berserker and it's uh kind of frightening to see and I don't know if yeah he's just he's totally an animal yeah he's a true animalistic yeah but see then again I don't know if he is because Stephanie and I were talking about animals and predators and I, I said I don't see how you can see a lion or a bear as evil what do you mean I said well they do what they do you know what I mean they they they're, they're not right. they're not they don't hurt you because it's fun. You know, they don't hurt you because they want to. You know, they just, they they do because they do. You know, it's like, you don't get mad at a bear for attacking you. Because that's what they do if, you, if you're in their eyesight. That's just the way it goes. So when Wolverine berserkers out, is he really a bad guy? Oh, no, he's just kind of, he kind of, I always looked at it as not being evil. Even, even in the comics, I kind of looked at it as a yeah. de-evolution. Yeah. It's kind of, you know what I mean? It's kind of like he just... He's not human anymore. Not at all. Is Yeah, he's just like, he's just a little, or just a little less human. The things he's done, you know? though, in that Berserker rage, is, I think he's, he loses all connection to, to the concept of right and wrong, to the concept of, I, I could probably get by with breaking this guy's back than, than slicing his head off kind of thing or breaking his arm or whatever. You know, he goes way past that. He does what he does at that point. You know, he's totally an animal where it's like, this is what I do. You know, it's like when a dog bites you. Dog's probably scared or you did yeah. something to it. You, you know, like Bruce, like Bill Burr said, were you fucking with it? You were probably fucking with the dog. Well, well. I was as someone who's been attacked by a dog as a kid. I I, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I didn't even know I was getting going to get attacked until the it dog didn't bark was on or, top or of growl me. at you. You didn't so, hear it. Wow, I didn't hear it. He was just he was just. Oh, I had my back turned, and then he just jumped on top of me. I was like, "What's happening?" And then he was ripping through wait, my coat wait, wait, and wait, biting wait. me. What? I you hey. never told me that. So. This dog wasn't in front of you growling and you knew it was coming. You were just walking down the street and a dog jumped on you. No, I was, uh, I was, I was uh, uh-huh. nine years old, okay. eight years old. And uh, our mailbox was across the street. Our neighbors had a dog, but the dog was, I, I didn't know where he was. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't out front. And he had, was one of those dogs that could get aggressive. But he was always with his owner, so he, he if he started up, his owner was like calm, you know, yell mm-hmm. at him, and he'd go sit down. I went and grabbed the mail. Didn't see the dog. Didn't hear the dog. 
at my back turn walking to the house all of a sudden i hear like the the pitter patter and i was like what is that and before i could turn around completely he, I was he jumped on my back and, and and then I rolled over when he jumped on my back and he just started tearing in, ripped my jacket, scratched my hip all up. Jeez. I was bleeding and my mom freaked out and uh, they were going to put the dog down because the guy that was an asshole, he he knew his dog had a pr- pr- propensity to do that, but he never really did anything about it. And since the, his his mother was good mm-hmm. friends with my grandmother, and they lived across, you know, Alma, she lived right across the street. Uh, they they you know the the ultimatum was either you either we call you know animal control and put the dog down, or the dog goes somewhere else. So he had to give the dog up to a friend of his, not in our neighborhood. Wow, I did not know that. I see that's rare. The dog was stalking you then. That's very dog, dogs don't yeah. Domesticated dogs don't. Oh, that don't do say. That. Well, unless their owners are fuckheads and let them just do this shit That's unchecked. True, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to think of all the dogs I've come in contact with, like unleashed and ready to get you. It's always they've always been in front of me, always. You know, German shepherds, pit bulls, uh, Dobermans—they've always been in front of me. I've never been, never been stalked by a dog, ever. Yeah, wow! Was. <laughs> and he took a chunk. Of, he took a Did chunk. He bite your me. back. Back of your <laughs> uh, he he ripped my coat. Uh, I was because when he jumped on me, I was trying to, you know, I was still like disorientated, so I, was, I rolled on my back, and then I tried to push him off, and he started biting at my. I had my mm-hmm. gloves on because it was winter time, and uh, it was like, oh shit! I want to keep these fingers, so I put them back in. I put him in my pocket. I remember I just trying to wait for him to stop, and I'm yelling for someone to come get me. Yeah, I was a kid. Was I was like seven or eight. But uh, oh, you're, lucky. you're a lucky man, boy. And then uh, by the time you know all my yelling, because my mom knew I was getting the mail, it was something I wanted. You know, it was right. back when you want to do shit like that. And uh, she came running out and swinging a bat, and he took off across the street. But it was you know he'd already tore into me. He had ripped my coat and and ah, bit me a couple damn, times. Yeah. And uh and uh I remember uh Alma had to buy me a new coat. And uh and it was pretty it was pretty rough. It was, I, 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 I never heard that, that one. Yeah, you time. got bull Connor. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's all I think about when dope when do German shepherds attack people is Bull Connor. That's all I think. Bull Connor and hoses. That's all that crosses my mind with fucking uh German shepherds come up like that. Oh man. Ugh. Oh. All right, but before we leave, uh I wanted to tell you I saw a movie right. uh on a, from Joe Conahan uh directed. It went straight to Hulu. And it's yep. called Boss Level. And it's basically, um, here, I'll read a quick synopsis. A retired Special Forces officer is trapped in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death. And uh, it's fun. You know, these kind of Groundhog Day type movies are always fun. At least for me, they are. And this one is like pure action just bloody gory action and this guy like he wants to learn it's 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 actually pretty fun it, it moves super fast it doesn't do the thing 
that's very tropey in these types of movies and where you have to slowly watch him figure out that's what's happening, which sometimes can be a bit of a drag. I always akin it to that kind of storytelling uh, to mm. like origin stories. Just like I, you're so far ahead of the character. You're just kind of waiting for them to get up to speed. But when you watch this movie opens, he's already on his 147th attempt to make it through the day to find out why he's in this. And, and then you, and then over the course of his failures, you you piece together with each scene a little more of what's happening and why it's happening. It's pretty, it was pretty fun. Um, it has it's like Joe Carnahan. Like I said, I, I asked you about it yesterday. You're like, like, I don't know directors, but yeah. you know, his movies uh, for sure. He did. Uh, well, his first movie was one I really liked, um, uh, which was Blood, Guts, Bullets, and, and Octane. That was back in 98, which was kind of a quasi... Uh, kind of a quasi double aces smoking, two aces smoking guns or something like that? It's wow. kind of had a little bit of that. You can see where his style comes from. But he did Narc, which is really good. He did a Smoking Aces. He did a Smoking Aces 2. Um, he did the gray. He did a team. Uh, he did well. He wrote that shitty Death Wish version uh, oh, that, that Eli Roth directed. Uh, yeah, Bruce. Dude, what is wrong with through. him lately, dude? I've... Yeah, he did. <laughs> Bruce he doesn't, Willis doesn't I, give a he shit. He doesn't anymore. No, he does he not wants, care. He just wants a paycheck. I watched a movie care. that was straight. Yeah. Uh, I forget. There's another actor that said they work with Bruce Willis and it's no. like, he just doesn't care. He just comes in. He does the job begrudgingly and then he leaves. And, and yeah, you know, Kevin Smith talked yeah, about what an asshole he, he was. And you were coming to find out it wasn't just Kevin Smith being, asked the Bruce. Uh, kind of a uh, no, being kind of a uh, what do you call it? Um, a real um, uh, oh, oversensitive, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of a uh, because Kevin Smith will be the first to tell you he is that guy, but he said, but he said, but he said, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Willis is a dick, and you're just seeing more and more uh, instances that yeah, he's a dick. Oh, I didn't know this. Um, uh, Conahan was an executive producer, and he directed a few episodes of the Blacklist. Oh, your oh oh your oh, Conahan, your the guy did who he really? This I wonder what episodes level. he did. did he say which ones he directed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. you have to get an IDB. It just gives the years. It just gives the years that he was active on it. But I might also watch it to see if it's stylistically any any different than the other episodes because some episodes are so dramatically different. Style wise, and the other ones, you're kind of like, who directed this? <laughs> what is the what am I mm. looking at? <laughs> kind of thing. Like when Tarantino finally gets his hands on Star, Star Trek, I'm not going to recognize Star Trek, you know, if, if you know, with the way he's going to direct it and write it, it's going to be totally alien to me. And this is someone who's been watching Star Trek for God, 40 something years. You know, I've been watching since I was a little boy, you know, and it's yeah. going to be interesting to see. Yeah, me too. Just because of that. Every director is a little different. So I just wonder which episodes he did so I can see if it's any different. But regardless. But yeah, boss level. It, I, 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 I recommend it. It was, you know, 
It's a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of thriller, a lot of action, a little bit of mystery because you, you really want to know what's going on, why this is happening to him. Um, you know, yeah, Mel Gibson's in it, but he gets shot every time. So yeah. that, there's, that's good. He's he's not around for long. Well, that's good. God, <laughs> is he still doing that uh, Jesus Christ Time in Hell uh, movie, the sequel to to the to the Passion? Oh, the sequel yeah. to Passion of the Christ. I don't know. I, 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 I'm this is not the so. time to do that, dude. I I I I I, I, I hope he doesn't. I I, re- I hope he doesn't. I I I don't think he cares if. If people want it or not, I mean, I mean, this is guy. Yeah, his dad was a very vocal Holocaust denier, so we know where this movie. How going. do these people do that? How <laughs> do you deny the Holocaust with a mass? Gr- That's like some people, and this, this is this is the truth. You can look it up, folks. Some people deny American slavery. They call black folks immigrants or indentured servants or underpaid workers, uh, 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 anything but what they were chattel you know they don't call them that yeah. you know the, the, the one of the last interviews they ever that, that ever was uh, uh published with a slave because you know by the time movies and, and audio came around slavery had been gone for so long that most of those people were were, were dead or dying they were actually slaves and this one old man did a mm-hmm. did one and he said as an actual slave he said man you're, you're lower than a dog man he said they could do whatever they wanted to you without any repercussions and he had whip marks on his back and, and everything. And he talked about how horrible it was. And I'm like, and you want and, and you want to trivialize it by saying these people were immigrants? You want to deny the Holocaust by saying well, what they, that those people were just plants? Really? What's wrong with you people? There was a school in Texas last year. Last year that tried to push through. Uh, a uh, um, uh, the school curriculum to change the wording and yeah, not call slaves about. slaves. They, I mean, yeah, yeah, but but it's like they were trying to make it legislation that 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 we can mm-hmm. we can just sell They're this trying lie. To rewrite it because they the older they get, the more guilty I think some of these people who are in there like baby boomers how guilty they feel about their grandparents, you know, or great grandparents that they knew. And how mm-hmm. bad, terrible people they were. <laughs> you know, like these people. I mean, yeah. you think about it. Trump's parents are the ones that basically, like, who said that? I want to say it was a uh, Louis C.K. said the baby boomers' parents are the ones that, that wiped out, that finished the white. No, Bill Burr, that finished wiping out the Native Americans. You know, think about yeah. that. Trump's grandfather was part, or father and grandfather really were part of that generation that wiped out the Native Americans. I mean, what happened to the Native Americans? What are you guys gonna say? Well, they migrated out of uh, out of Texas into in in the in the Arizona because they felt like really this is what we're doing now. They migrated out, and then yeah. snowstorms came <laughs> and they all died. You know, and this and that. Oh, okay, whatever, guys. I don't I don't get it. Well, the only reason why I brought it up is because um, you know a little sidebar here before we call it a day. I'm looking at Bill Burr defending Gina Carano. Yeah, I wanted to tell. Yeah, that's tell, what I tell. Just stop talking. I get you right. like her because you work with her, and she turned out to be yeah nice. But she's an she's not she's her fault. She's this a is all her fault. All her fault. Yeah, one. 
here's the thing that you you find out she yeah. spout off the mouth before and they're like hey knock that shit off but then she just turned it up yeah. she just did more and that's yeah. when they're like all right you're out it wasn't like she did it one time and then they just fired her this was like multiple times they told her to cool mm-hmm. it with the with the twitter yeah. and she didn't and so when that campaign to get her fired came up they're like you know what no. you're not worth no, the trouble you're not you're worth not all worth this it. hell Denzel and Brad Pitt are worth this hell. You aren't. You know, you're not worth this. Yeah. Yeah. They can actually act. You yeah. just looked apart. And you're and you're, you know, and I mean, hey, far right Republican and not oh, God she's damn, thick yeah, as she's, all get out. I, <laughs> <laughs> she's and she, and she's I don't think she is it's mm-hmm. pretty easy on the eyes, but knowing how Henry Cavill is, oh, I see yeah. why he broke up with her. Because he's kind of not he's like the polar opposite of her. When it comes, well, to also like Henry Cavill is a more easygoing guy. Like he said, I only act for the money, guys. <laughs> I I don't live or die yeah, by this he, crap. I if the paychecks are good. I don't. Well, he's care. such. Oh, he's such a like uh, your typical like yeah, that's what gamer I mean. nerd. Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's yeah. He's so yeah, he'd rather, rather do, do that. With this shit. Like, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, the rules today are very simple. Don't be overly controversial when it comes to the le- the gay lesbian and all those people and when you talk about Hitler and when you talk about things like that just 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 leave that shit alone why do you have to open your mouth about everything and expect nothing to happen why these 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 folks think that the uh, first amendment look there are consequences to everything that you say okay first amendment says you can walk yeah. up to me in the street and go hey excuse me nigger can you find and then when i knock your teeth out what are you? Are you going to be you know, upset? Yeah, yeah. Are you say really what you want. That I say hate what you, you want. really. Yeah, it's like say what you want. You're not going to go to jail for it. You're not going to. There's no. not going to be stormtroopers at your house and kill you and your family. But you might lose your job because you know you're part of a corporation now that's very public and exactly. they have an image to protect. Yeah, and, and you don't have your is. own time it's... anymore because of social media. There is no my time. Like in the 90s, we had our time where we yeah. could go out and act a damn fool and our bosses would probably will never find out as long as we were at work that next day. They would never find out because there was no place for us for them to put it. You know, there was no platform. There were no cameras, mm-hmm. no audio recording, no nothing. You could act like a fool and be fine. Now, you can't. She should know. She knows better than that. I think she wanted to push the boundaries and see what could happen because there was no reason for her comment. There was none other than arrogance yeah. and Why stupidity, especially after you've already been warned. And they were on the verge of giving her her own spinoff series. I know. I, I see it. Yeah. They, they were talking about a spinoff. They were setting her up for a spinoff, and she just, you know. She's just too yeah. stupid. Can get out of her own way. So I, I, no, I can't. I can't. Feel no sorry one for should her. feel really sorry for can't. her. And people need to get to Bill Burr and go like, dude, you're walking a very fine line right now, defending her. Yeah, and I. I'm sure and his wife I oh God, yeah. His, <laughs> his bit on Elvis, watching Elvis, was so on point. I tried. I, there was oh, parts yeah. of it where I couldn't laugh because I know that's how the conversation went. Because I've dated white girls and have had similar conversations like that, where they go like, "I didn't see anything. You didn't see him. This, 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 this." No, I really didn't. I didn't see none of that. Oh, dude my my first fiance was a huge Elvis fan. She had we had a 
we lived in a two bedroom duplex. The second room just held her collection. She had a Winnie the Pooh collection wow. and an Elvis collection. And then we had a big argument about what a piece of shit Elvis was. And she was like, trying to, no, he's not. He's this. And no, no. No, he's a piece of shit. You can't uh, rewrite history. Just, just live with it. The man could sing. <laughs> I will never. T- yeah. I'll he's t- a talented piece of shit. He's like Mel Gibson. A talented, a talented piece, piece of shit. That it's hard to car- uh, compartmentalize what they do that they're great at, which Mel Gibson is a great actor. I will never take that from you. And, yeah, he's a and even a better director, director in my but opinion. I can't separate that from the real man because the real man is a piece of shit. He's just a he's a terrible person. Yeah, raped by yeah. a pack of niggers. Really? What is what is a pack of niggers anyway? Well, it means he looks, he deems black people inhuman because we run in packs and we run around <laughs> raping people. I, wait, at will. what? That's 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 <laughs> what he believes. A pack of niggers. <laughs> hey, I know he did. He said I, it, not me. I actually laughed when I read that part. I when I heard that, when I heard the the video I laughed and but I was it's like, funny though a asshole. pack of niggers that's hilarious <laughs> I was like wow the racism yeah. is so true mm-hmm. and uncut I I had to laugh at it I was like what what the fuck am I listening this is the same guy that moved to moved to or bought a house because he was friends with yeah. Danny Glover and they're and they're doing a lethal weapon five no we're gonna do not. a lethal weapon five no. now it's our it's, please tell me you're lying you're up, fucking dude. with me right it's in it's in, it's in production right as we speak. I don't know who they're gonna fight. Maybe, uh, you know the, maybe uh, you know the going to the old folks home. Is Chris Rock gonna reprise his role? Because, or are they gonna? I, I have no idea. But you can look it up. It, it, it's in the writing process now. It is in. Well, it is currently in production, which means that they are spending money to move it forward. Danny Glover. To help him rehab his image. That's the only reason why they were these old fuckers who are they Danny Glover's gotta be 75 years old. I mean Well, it, it's kind of gotta be Oh yeah, I think he's he's I mean. gotta be, right? But I oh look at but you know, studios are, you know, we've been a year with no new content. Everything that's coming out has already been done shot just some of it was just editing so we're seeing a lot of studios digging up old properties i mean just you can see it all these old properties are coming back because they need something to drum up business again so you know there's literally studios are literally running out of content i didn't i didn't think about that you know they're running out of original content because you can't they can't film anything you know like you said right and the few and the few that are or under a microscope, hence that's why you get the Tom Cruise losing his shit when people are putting it in jeopardy. He's like, we're one of the few acts going in town, and if this goes, you know, we're, Dude, we're I, out of business. I found also. his tirade actually hilarious. I was like, I, I had, no, I didn't, I, had I don't no know. I'm not saying I had a problem with it. I just thought it was funny. I, I, I oh yeah, it hilarious. I, it was totally hilarious. funny. I mean, but I, I, but you listen to all the talking heads, how disgraceful, and it's like. Dude, he's like a doing his last. He's a guy on his last, you know, he's on his last uh, action you know, movie. This is like, about it: running like, and jumping and stunt yeah. drive. He's almost to the end of that. Well, yeah, uh, this is a movie he's sunk so much of his own mm-hmm. money into to make happen, yeah. and they're jeopardizing it. And yeah, it, and I, I, I just, too. I just all in my head, I just kept thinking, 
when it's hilarious to watch somebody that small turn red and get that angry. It's almost like a midget. I I, I don't know. In my head, I'm laughing at, at yeah, the, at, but at him. We've all had that boss that in stature isn't like opposing, but you know they could fuck oh, your yeah, life if up. I, if I, if I <laughs> And that's and that's basically what Tom Cruise is yeah. in that in that in that world, you know. This is yeah, a guy I that mean, can I, I, shit. My career would be over if he caught me laughing <laughs> at it. I mean, unless unless I'm Denzel the Rock, yeah. I'm done. I I'll never act again. And yeah. and would it be worth yeah. it? No. But I don't know if I could help laugh. Like when Christian Bale flipped out, I get what he was so mad about. But that was still like, dude. That was a, as in my opinion, yeah, it was. was slightly different because because that guy. I mean, yeah, that guy should have just shut the fuck up. But when when the director's like, yeah. "All right," you know, when the director's yeah, like, "Settle down, you got it," okay. and he's still going and he's still doing it. And I was like, "All right, just you're the only one." All granted, is the only one being affected by the noise because he's it. You know, it's a it's a scene that he has to like emote. And he's got this dude tapping in the Yeah, somebody walked, he said somebody walked shit. in his eye line, you know, so that he, you know, because I've done, you know, we, you and yeah. I, you've directed, I've been in front of the camera. So it's like, I know what the eye line means. It's like, and that is distracting when someone walks behind you, behind the director, and you're kind of, your eyes immediately follow them. Right. You can't help it. Like when, like when I was, uh, when I played Cisco yeah. at work, I tried to get them to block off the area so that I could like have just me and the camera. But when I watched it, I noticed that when people would walk by, my eyes would immediately connect with them because, well, one, I'm paranoid. I'm like, what's this motherfucker doing? Okay, nothing. And I try to get my words in. Wait, wait, there's no motherfucker walking by. What you doing? What's, why are your hands in your pocket? You know, and, and, but I get it. The eyeline thing, the tapping thing, I, I get to. But it's like, did you tell them to stop quietly once or twice? You know what I mean? Well, it was so weird because he, he yelled and said his piece. Okay, and then he just kept going, and it was like, "All right, dude, the guy, the guy is yeah. thoroughly publicly whipped. Let it go. Let's move on." But he wouldn't, and that's what yeah, got weird because yeah. he wouldn't it's, let up. But, but to me, stop. it was almost like those <laughs> women that say you're sexually harassing them when you ask them out once. You know, that's what it's. Yeah, come on, baby, you're let me let me holler. At you. Me. Let I feel me uncomfortable. Let me at you. Okay, I'll leave you alone. Jesus Christ! All you do is say no. You know, I mean, that's what it felt yeah. like. He got his piece out. And it's like, okay, dude, you can relax now. He didn't. He didn't assault you. We, we, we're gonna. We can shoot this again. We've shot this scene thirty times already. You piece of shit. Settle down. You know, one of the takes yeah. in that thirty will be good enough to slap into this movie. Calm the fuck down. What is wrong with you? Yeah, that's how I would have come. It's like we've done this twenty five times. Why are you so upset now? Well, and, 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 you know, and that guy just had to take it because it's one of those instances where, you know, Bale could go, I will not work where this guy is working. If he's if he's working for you, I'm not. I'm not. And you know, that, that he could kind of kind of blacklist you, or at least put you in a, you know, in a put you in a position to where you won't be able to get certain jobs because yeah. he's connected to them. So you just had to kind of take it. So it's like it's odd thing where everyone's just kind of uncomfortable. And that's what it was. It was weird. And I noticed there was this eerie silence amongst there. It was like, do we say something or do we just let him yell? I mean, that's the director's job is to break that kind of shit up. 
And but you know, you got one of those you know, McGee was the director, yeah. so who knows what kind of dude he is. I, I know like guys like yeah, there's, there's a few tough guy directors like Larry Clark, I uh, actually Joe Conahan. These are good directors yeah. that have actually taken a swing at actors a couple times. Uh you just leave those guys alone. Yeah, I've heard about not some directors go that these are... they will the big they will they will the big stick. Yeah, they actually too, fight you know? their actors. It's like, uh are you, are you... Well, Larry Clark, uh, Larry Clark, uh, he did, uh, he does a lot of independent movies, mostly crime dramas, but really hard to watch shit. And uh, he did this movie with, uh, um, what was it called? Oh, I can't remember the name of it right now. But James Woods was the uh, was one of the stars of the movie. And Larry told him, if you don't get out of my face, I'm going to thump you. And he's like, you're not going to. And before he finished the sentence, the director punched him in the stomach and said, I only punched you in the stomach because <laughs> we need your face. <laughs> and he said, from that point on, they were, they were fine. <laughs> he's like, if you want to, you want to press charges, go right ahead. But a lot of other shit's coming out. And James is like, okay, uh, he's not the yeah. fuck up. And they got through it. But yeah. that director's All like, right, I'm going to fuck you up. if you don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that, you know. The director's yeah, I'm like, looking at a, oh, I'm looking at a six-year-old article about, <laughs> with MCG and Christian Bale, where Bale said he'll never work for MCG again. He made a mistake in doing Terminator, uh, playing John Connor, and I'm like, is this all because of your little fucking rant? Really, you know, you made a mistake in playing a legendary character because a guy walked in front of your eye line, eyesight. Really, that's. Hey, hey, hey! Well, I can't argue to begin with. with. Sucked. You know what sucks oh, is cool. if you get a chance, look up the original script because the original script got leaked, so they took it. We and talked about that with another got, movie that they did isn't that good. a couple podcasts ago, where it got leaked and they rewrote it, but the leaked version was much better. They should have just kept going with the leaked version. That's I think. Yeah, that's uh, what, hateful yeah. eight. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, the leaked version of uh, Terminator Salvation was way better, and it was darker too. It, it ended, I, if I remember correctly, it ended with um, good the Terminators winning. I mean, they were gonna they were gonna rectify it in the next in the falling movie if it got on you know another movie from that timeline, but it ended with John Connor dying and the Terminators winning because. Uh, they kept some of the things because the the guy that was the hybrid didn't know he was a sleeper. But what they did is so fucked. What they did because okay, remember in Genesis, yeah, when, whatever, or that, Genesis, yeah, whatever that is. Uh, when uh, yeah, when you find out in the fucking trailer that, that was John on this uh, article I read, worst uh, giveaway in a trailer ever. Well, that was number one. Was that one? Well, you yeah. and I talked about it when it was coming out, and I was yeah. like, "Why would you show your hand like that? That would have been this movie isn't great." Oh, that would have been a brilliant twist. Would have like, oh! got if if they. But apparently, that's what what they were doing. Uh, they they took a element from that elite script because in the elite script of Salvation, uh, they send that one guy that was a you know part Terminator, but they end up t- with they made that character with the rewrite, but initially they captured John, uh, uh, John Connor and they make him a hybrid and he doesn't oh. know. He thinks he escaped. And then when he gets, he gets back to the base, 
he's basically a beacon, not knowing. And the Terminators come they and slaughter they, everybody. They, they, you know, basically the movie ends in a the movie ends in a very Empire Strikes or back in an Avengers the bad guys in, uh, uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Oh yeah, where every, yeah. Where yeah. Everybody Infinity walks War. out like. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was happened. Did, did they win? So that they were gonna, you know, have the Terminators win and then try and, you know, tell tell another story to, to you know, bring it around of the next movie. But when that when that came out, it it fucked up their plans for the other two movies following this. And so they just rewrote it and put that out, which was a mistake because it wasn't good and it killed the franchise for a while. But I don't you know, now they're talking about doing a Terminator um animated series on netflix which i don't know you know that it, it'll be cheaper than doing the terminator stuff but i don't know where they're going with it you know and how it's gonna look they did say it was uh, gonna be for adults so it's a rated r at least so it's not yeah, like gonna be gonna you know, like kid friendly shit they've been concentrating on no one is ever gonna give us what we want we want to see the actual struggle we want to see everything yeah, after the nuke. Yeah, hits. the actual war. We want to see everything after the fucking nuke hit. Why don't they? Why doesn't Cameron these guys understand that? I don't care about the hunt for John Connor or Sarah Connor another time. I don't care what happened after the fucking nukes. How did John Connor rise to power? How did that happen? Who is the guy who invented the Terminators that they based that Arnold's face off of? These are questions they could have easily answered and made a hell of a movie and made a hell of a lot of money. But they won't do it that way. They won't. They, I don't know why. I Agreed. honestly don't get it. It makes no either. sense to me. Oh, speaking of that, there was another version of, all the way back to the beginning, another version of Coming to America that was presented to Eddie Murphy. It was the same premise, except this movie focused more on the journey of his son than on Eddie the king and eddie murphy said this uh -huh. movie's about me not about the kid so i can't do it. this direct quote from the article i read i'm not going to do it this way and i'm like the kid's journey might have been more interesting you know to see the kid grow up in pretty much poverty what it looked like but what we got was just yeah a very milquetoast retreading. Yeah, he, he, he of played the first on, movie. like you said, he, he played on the the sentiments of older people who were either kids or very young adults when this came out, and it really left an indelible print on them. Like coming to America will always be in my head as a great movie, forever in a day, forever in a day. They that movie oh, yeah. imprinted on me. Yeah, how a great movie. And they counted on that. And they counted on that with number two. You know, totally. remember remember the bar scene? I do. I don't know why you're showing it to me, but I do remember this scene. Oh, remember the rapping twins? Yeah, I remember them too. Yeah. And they were, I'm glad you found them again. Uh, the only person that didn't show up was, was, his, was his mother, but I think she's dead, right? That's what I thought. I told yeah, you in real like, life. Yeah, the only dead. one that didn't make it back was the uh, was his mother. Well, that and Eric, and Eric LaSalle. Eric LaSalle. Now, why didn't, didn't he do What is he doing he now? Asked, he, that's better. He, he oh, said he man. was directing something, but I don't even know what. He, he sounded, it, it, it sounded, I don't know, something about his response sounded 
a little salty. So I think oh, he's I bet you they argued about from money. I read. I remember him on ER, and none of the nobody liked him on ER. The writers, the director. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Oh, his character, I hate his. There character. was only he was a fucking ass. Yeah, he was an asshole. he's like that in real he's life. Real though, from dick. what I read, he's that, real that dick. was a a, pro, a close proximity to how he is when the camera's off. He he looks like it. Don't you get that impression when you just see him? Like, you're a piece of shit. Well, yeah, there's some people that. Well, it's kind of like I like ah, Walton yeah. Goggins as an actor, but whenever he plays, it's so a racer, easy, isn't it? Yeah, that's a little too easy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. man, man this feels teeth. too seamless for you. <laughs> nigger just ro- nigger it? just rolls off the tongue yeah. a little too, and he doesn't, he doesn't even, see, he doesn't even look like he feels taste. bad about saying. Like Leonardo, <laughs> sometimes you could see it in his eyes that he, yeah, he didn't like, want to say it, but he's such a good actor, he hides it. But this guy, he's like, yeah, yeah I say it all the time, nigger. Yeah, all the time. I wake up in the morning, I stretch, and go, oh, like, I gotta go work with nigger today, honey. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on, Walton. This dude, it just, it just it feels do, too natural. Does, I don't like know? it. <laughs> it's, so, it, it's hard for me to watch Horse Teeth when he plays that guy, you know. Uh, it's, it's just so, it's just, it's just so, uh, yeah, he makes it look so easy. But anyway, uh, Eric Nassau's always been like it. There was only one time on ER that I saw, because I watched ER a lot. I think I watched all of them just about. Where I, Me too. Where I, I felt I, bad I for him was when this old beginning. black lady was in the room and he came in and he said, hi, I'm Dr. Benton, I think was his name. Uh, and I'm here to help you. Uh, what, what seems to be a problem? She said, no disrespect, but I'd like a, like a white doctor. Yeah. And he walked out and he said, ah, oh, I just remember leave her in there. Um, She's doing fine. We're just running some tests. She'll be fine. And he just left her in there for God knows how long. And I'm like, you had it coming. Why would you say that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, and, and his character was he was like the best doctor. Yeah, but He was, he was the best doctor. Asshole. He really was. He was, he was it. And, and he, uh, and when he started dating Alex Kingston, who oh, I, the British I, accent, I, I, right? kinda, I really yeah. like her. And, I was, and yeah, so Pita. He, he he fucked that up. She was totally all about him, and he fucked it up. He made it all fucking. All right, I'm too. We're talking about ER, a show that was that has run its course. Yeah, well, yeah. When was the last ago. show? Probably 2005 <laughs> or something like that. Oh, let me look. I'm just curious, but I think that's a good. That's oh, a, yeah. I think it's good. It's safe the, to the say. Last, the last thing I want to say about it is that dude who did the last uh, of the guy from. Um, the nerds movies. I can never remember his name, but I remember him from Revenge of the Nerds. The doctor. He was. Oh, yeah, Edwards. yeah, yeah. He was so uh, pissed Edwards. at Eric Anthony LaSalle Edwards. doing his exit the same time he was doing his. Because his was more, you know, sad. He had the brain tumor and all that stuff. And Eric LaSalle was like, you know what? I'm going to leave at the same time you're yeah. doing your exit because fuck you. That's what he did. That's what he did. He's that's he's that much of a Bruce Willis type asshole. Which I like. Why would you do that, man? Why? There's no need to be. I don't know. I just thought there's no need. When did ER quit? Did you see it? Oh wow. Yeah, 2009. 1994 to 2009. Holy hell. Yeah. Hey, dude. Did you just hear? What show got? I think are you talking about? Are you talking about Grey's Anatomy? More seasons. Okay. No, 
Uh, uh, yeah, they're they're longest, one of the longest running live action yeah, shows out years. there, going on sixteen years. Not quite yeah. as long as uh, Law and Order, but they're getting there. Um, no, what? The Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah, they got renewed for three more seasons last week, which means they're going to be the longest running. They're the longest running comedy anything ever, with ever. except for some of these news shows like sixty minutes or something like that. Or 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 yeah, situation comedy. Yeah, because I was gonna say there. Yeah, no uh, soap operas. Soap I don't. Count. No one I mean, really I, for some reason, those. I don't count them. I don't know why, but I don't. Because yeah, because even though yeah, they they have been on air five days a yeah. week. Some of them for fifty years, but um, uh, yeah, it'll be the longest running uh television situation comedy ever. That they'll they'll put when it runs when it runs its course if it if they cancel after three after three years, uh, they will have been on air thirty six years. No, more than that. Can you believe? No, that? no, thirty six means... years. Thirty six yeah. years. Because they started in eighty five. Yeah, oh no, I'm sorry, thirty five years. They started wow. in eighty five. We're so old. We remember live the first episode of The Simpsons. On Tracy on Tracy Ullman's show, I'll never yeah, forget it. I crazy. actually watched it. I like Tracy Ullman. Yeah, show. and I watched. Were... Yeah, yeah, and I watched it. it. I was like, what is this I crap? Like Simpsons. Yeah. But yeah, it it was like a five minute interlude and it between blew up sketches, that, man. And I'm like, I or less than five minutes. Yeah, it became more popular than the show that was on. We have that has spanned our entire life that we can't remember not having. There are people who are almost 40 who can't remember a time the Simpsons weren't on TV or part of their lives. I can't even fathom that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Sesame Street is like that, but who cares? You know what I mean? <laughs> Sesame Street is gone, but I, I don't care anymore. Well, well, for us, it's like these old actors that I are know. dying off that have been around since we were born. And now they're lead, now they're you know they're dying of old age or you know complications from something because of old age. And you also look so at all these like, women you uh, remember being fine, like Jane, like you said, Jane Kennedy. Uh, I looked her up and I'm like, she don't look too bad. But yeah, I remember when she was young and just like just she could have got you to do anything by just smiling and putting her hands on you. You know, oh, she touched me. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, that's what she was to us as a youth. And now you see her and she's a grandmother. You're like, wow, I, we're getting old. We are really, time is really moving fast. Yeah. And it's moving so fast that I'm like, Donald Trump's presidency is over. And I remember him starting like it was just like it was yesterday. Yeah. I remember the inauguration and everything like it was yesterday. But it's been uh, four years, man. Biden's been president for almost for a little over a month already. Isn't this shit going by fast? Yeah, I know. It's just speeding up. I'm waiting for Morgan Freeman to, to, to yeah. these guys to die. Morgan Freeman's got to be almost 80. Um, Oh, I, I think told Stephanie, it. I was like, let me, let me I have never up. seen a picture of Morgan Freeman young. Even when he was on Sesame Street, he still looked like an old man back in them days. I don't even know what he looks like young. I, don't even, I have no idea what a young Morgan Freeman even looks like. Like 22 years old? I have no idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I, okay, that's he was, what I He's think. 83. That means he was all... Yeah. 
Oh my God. He'll be 84. He'll be 84 in June. Almost 40. He was 35, almost 40. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't get his start until he was 40 years old. He got his start. I mean, he did other acting, but his big break was Easy Reader. And yeah, he was. He he also played that 39 that got him. He started that. I know. Yeah, that's what moved him out. Is this pimp? That, that's played. what got I, him. Why, in the, that, yeah, have you seen that and how bad smart. of a pimp he actually is? Yeah. Well, he's like a real pimp. A real pimp uh, usually isn't like yeah. the gaudy pimps you see. With I mean, those guys exist, but the vast majority are like working class looking dudes. Yeah, he was, was. cold blooded motherfucker, man. I remember he was, he was going to kill Christopher Reeve. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in. Years, but yeah, I remember. It's like God, this Morgan. I remember when he snatched. He snatched up one of the terrifying dudes. Like, These are my titties. It's <laughs> my ass. It's my pussy. <laughs> and you do you do what I tell you to do. And he had a gun in her mouth. I'm like, yeah. I was Whoa. like, yeah. What is wrong with you? Easy reader. Stop. <laughs> not the Morgan Freeman. I know you're like a grandfather to me. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's no crying Stop in that crying. There's no crying in pimping. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, this shit ain't easy. You heard what Kane said. It ain't this easy. Shit ain't easy. Being me, so whatever. <laughs> Anything goes easy. when it comes to hoes. Oh, here because pimping ain't easy. And that's how we're going to end the show. Pimpin there you go. <sighs> pimping ain't easy. It's not. So, it's folks, rough, you rough heard train. it here first. Pimping ain't easy. Peace, motherfuckers. So we'll see you bitches later. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, I I'll just say one last thing. They're making a sequel to Lucy. Can you believe that?